Ooh, welcome to another episode of Chan with the Plan, the podcast. I'm your host, Max Chan. And in today's episode, we are going to be continuing our discussion on how to build a side hustle for working professionals. To recap, I started introducing the idea of side hustles in episode five with Vanessa Zami. And then I talked to Joel Hansen in episode nine about building your personal brand on LinkedIn. And if you build it well enough and generate a sizable audience, you can actually monetize it through course creation, which Joel is currently doing right now on LinkedIn. Which led me to my 10th episode where I spoke to Leslie Kaysen on how to create a profitable digital course. And in that episode, she said that one of the main channels in order to generate demand and sales for your course is through email marketing, which leads me to episode 12, this episode was Liz Wilcox on how to build an email marketing list for your side hustle. So a little bit about Liz. Liz is a serial entrepreneur who specializes in email marketing. She helps bloggers, freelancers, and online biz folk package up their magic and turn it into emails that convert. While she's always been a freelancer, she found her way to the online space and fell in love with it. Today, Liz teaches people how to build online relationships and make sales through email marketing. When Liz isn't in sales mode, she likes to run and hang at her local beach in Destin, Florida. Now let's dive into my conversation with Liz on how to generate an email list from scratch in order to make money for your side hustle. Good morning, Liz. Good morning, Max. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. Oh, I'm excited too. I usually talk more about career stuff, but it's always good to also talk about growing your business. And one of the ways to grow your business, which you are very good at, is building your email list, correct? Yes, I love talking email. And I always tell people I live and breathe by my inbox. <laughs> Which I mean, I think is uh, either, you know, if you're if you're in a career or you're working on your side hustle, I think a lot of people can relate to that. <laughs> Are you focused on Inbox Zero? I love Inbox Zero. And you know what's interesting about that is Inbox Zero doesn't necessarily mean like you have nothing in your inbox. Inbox Zero means when you turn off your email or, you know, when you go home from work or if you're on your side hustle, when you, you know, turn off the laptop. It means you're not thinking about your inbox. That's what true inbox zero means, the definition. So we could talk about that all day. <laughs> Just a little bit off topic. What's your recommendation in terms of the working professionals who always checks their emails even past five because they are afraid they might miss something? Like what's your uh, quick advice on that in terms of having that work-life balance? Well, I think it's, first of all, let me caveat and just say, well, it's super easy for me to say because I've honestly never really had a corporate job. The last job I had was at a gas station when I was in college. <laughs> but I think this goes for anyone. You know, you just have to have your own personal boundaries and you, ha you know, you have to decide like, is how much is my time worth? And if your company is not paying you, enough, you know, to check emails after, you know, dinner time or whatever, then don't do it, you know? A great words to live by. So going back to what you said, your last real job was working at a gas station. <laughs> so uh, tell me about like, how do you transition to going from a gas station attendant to what you're doing now? Yeah, I love this question. Thanks for asking. So yeah, I used to work at this gas station, Dodge's Fried Chicken 
in Florida, we like to we like to sell our fried chicken with our gasoline, okay? And I loved the job. Of course, I knew I wasn't going to be there forever. And one day I got fired over no fault of my own. And, you know, I got in my Volkswagen Jetta in the parking lot. I was crying. Justin Timberlake, cry me a river. I was blasting that. No joke. <laughs> and I just, you know... After I, you know, after I cried, I put my big girl pants on and I said, you know, this is never going to happen to me again. And I actually, I got on Craigslist before it was like, you know, spammers paradise. And I found some, you know, I guess they call them side hustles now, but back in the early 2000s, we just called them jobs. And, you know, I found some side jobs that way. And, you know, it just took off from there. I ended up getting married and having a kid and I wanted to hit the road full time in an RV. But my husband of the time was in the military. And I, you know, I said, well, I'm just going to take matters into my own hands. I've, I've done side jobs on Craigslist. I'll figure out how to make money online. So I just started Googling it kind of like probably, you know, your listeners have. And I started a blog. And the one thing that I realized when I had a blog, it was an RV blog. I sold it in March 2020. But the one thing I realized is, wow, I'm really good at email marketing. I, that's where I see a lot of my invest or return on investment. And that's where a lot of people come to me to ask me, oh, how did you do that? How did you sell that? The answer always came back to email marketing. So now that's what I teach people full time. That's great. And just to go back to the Craigslist thing, I guess both of us, <laughs> Both of us, we started our careers on Craigslist because oh, really? for me, when I was uh, applying for jobs as a recent grad, I, I used the standard job boards like Indeed, LinkedIn, mm -hmm. but I wasn't getting the job offers. But there was an agency that posted on Craigslist and I applied to it and then I spoke to the founder. And a few wow. weeks later, I ended up getting a job as a marketing assistant there. So we both started our careers on Craigslist before I love that. we got scammy, right? Yeah. And I mean, even nowadays, don't discount Craigslist. I mean, there are still, you know, I guess, gems among the rocks, right? Um, you know, people, people look in a lot of different places. So definitely don't discount it. But yeah, you know, be aware there are spammers. So Craigslist yeah, sure. buddies, I love that. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so we have one thing in common in terms of how we got to start. We also have another thing in common prior to Recording the show, we were both born in the 80s, which means we grew up in the 90s. Like, What was some of the highlights of your uh, 90s life? Uh, riding bikes to the woods. <laughs> so I, lo I love the 90s. I talk all about it all the time. I think the highlight of living in the 90s for me was the boy band battles, NSYNC vs. Backstreet Boys. I was a diehard NSYNC fan. I still am. You can't see it, but I'm holding up a Joey Fatone snow globe right now. He's such a gentleman. He holds my pens for me. It's a pen holder. I still, every if you go to my website, you'll see it's very 90s theme, uh, themed. I just love the 90s. And I think this is a side note to personal branding if you have a side hustle. If you can just, you know, put part of your personality out there, people really resonate it, with it. And that's what I found. Like I found a lot of, you know, 80s babies, early 90s babies that, you know, they come to me for email marketing because I do it with like a 90s um, theme. I talk a lot about Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, boy bands, Britney Spears, you know, the fashion. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, I'll take 
Like I took a picture of Scotty Pippen, you know, from the Dream Team Chicago Bulls, uh, 1995, right? And he was he was giving like a sad face or something. And I said, oh, you know, the face you make when you send out a newsletter and nobody opens it or something. So I, I just love incorporating all things 90s into my teaching. I think it makes it fun. Did you do this from the start or did you find out, okay, I need an angle and I'm going to do the 90s theme? I did it from the start with this new brand. So like I said, I used to have an RV blog. And in that, I didn't talk too much about the 90s because my my audience were men in their 50s and 60s. And so they weren't really relating to my Fresh Prince jokes, right? So so with that brand, I talked a lot more. And this is, <laughs> this is really niche. And I'm going to say this. I'm going to caveat with, you know, if I can do this, you can do anything. And so I became known. So in my email marketing, I'm kind of like the 90s email marketing lady, right? So in my other business, I was the RV poop lady. I sold books about crappy RV stories. I sold a lot of like affiliate RV sewage products, <laughs> things like that. So you kind of just have to find what works. Part of the reason why I sold that blog was, well, I think I'm smarter than being a poop lady. So I'm going to sell it. <laughs> That's a fascinating story. It sure is, Max. <laughs> it's really like RVs like... There's obviously a toilet there. So like, mm-hmm. would you have to do the dirty work or is there a way that there's like a sewage system that you buy that? Yeah, you yeah. Like, um, there's, there's, you know, there's, there are tanks underneath and it's called the black tank. And so let's bring it back to, to bring it back to email marketing, how I got into and how I realized I was good at creating products and selling them through email was I had this RV blog. I knew I wanted to monetize it just like, you know, you're listening right now. You want to start the side hustle. How are you going to monetize it? Well, I started building my email list, you know, just getting people on my list, but I was kind of all over the place. I didn't know what I was going to talk about. You know, I knew I wanted to kind of talk about RVing, but I didn't know where my niche was, right? I didn't know where I fit in in the game. And so I just asked my email list. I said, you know, I'm kind of all over the place. I hadn't even been traveling yet. You know, I was I was stationary in an RV. So I was living in an RV, but I wasn't moving around. And so I just said, hey, you know, why do you follow me? I'm all over the place. I'm talking about this. I'm talking about that. You know, like, I don't know why you're on my email list, basically. And they said, well, Liz, you're funny and you can tell a good story. So I said, okay, how can I monetize that? I'm going to create a book. I'm going to create a collection of funny RV stories. And so I'm, here's the thing. I didn't even write this book. I went out to other RV bloggers and I said, do you have a funny RV story? I want to put together this book. And if you give me a story, I'll give you 50% of whatever you sell. That's called an affiliate link, right? So I'll give you an affiliate commission. You know, my name, my blog name is going to be on the book, but you know, I'm going to put links to your blog in your story, you know, and you can sell the book too. And I'll give you 50% of whatever you sell. So of course, you know, I got a lot, I got a lot of submissions. There ended up being 13 or 14 chapters, something like that. And I sold the book and I did it through email. I I did a little bit of a hype, like, hey, this book is coming out. You told me you think I can tell a good story. It's going to be a collection of funny RV stories. I'm going to sell it for $20. If you buy it right now, I'll give it to you for 10 And I told myself I wasn't going to create this book until somebody bought it, right? 
that's that's the advice out there for digital products. Like don't don't spend months creating something, like sell it and then create it. And so I think I ended up making three or four pre-sales. So I made 30, 40 bucks and I said, okay, now I'm gonna get to work. So I started collecting the stories. I created this book in Canva, canva.com. It cost me $15 to make and I launched it within six weeks and it actually got picked up by an international sponsor and they gave me $7 for every lead. They wanted to build their email list. So they gave me $7 for each person that signed up for the book. And so I ended up in the first two, maybe three months making about over $7,000 from that book. Wow, what a story. And just to go back to what you said about finding the demand first, because you didn't actually do anything until you got a few pre-orders, right? Just to test the viability of this product, right? Yes. Amen. I see so many content creators, so many people that start a side hustle and they've got the idea, you know, I want to create a, you know, maybe you used to be a plumber and now you have all this plumbing knowledge and you want to, you know, help other plumbers start their own business. And, you know, you spend three months, four months creating this course, but you don't, you don't have an audience yet, or you don't know if that's what they really want, right? Maybe you created your business 10 years ago and the game has changed, right? And so I really encourage anyone and everyone to, you know, yeah, create, I, I always say create the sales page before you create the, create the product because, you know, in this age, there's just, there's so much competition out there and you've got, you've got to make sure your product is the right thing before you spend too much time on it, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Test and tinker, right? Before you double down on it. Mm-hmm. Amen. I love that. Some of my listeners might be shocked that you only have about a thousand email subscribers on your list to... Uh, keep your business running. The perception is that you need a huge email list for it to be successful. So can you tell me more about how you're able to have that quality in your email list to consistently generate that income you need? Yeah, sure. So I just told you about that book I sold. And honestly, whatever, like whatever your idea is for a product is better than that idea. I mean, that was a book on crap. It had the word crappy in the title. Like, you know, it was pure entertainment. I'm sure whatever you're selling, you know, is way better. And at the time when I made that $7,000, I only, I had less than 300 people on my email list. So now, yeah, I, I have about a thousand people on my email list right now at the time of this recording. And how I generate income is number one, I have a tripwire. So a tripwire is when you go to my site and you opt in for my freebie because it's awesome and that's what you want to do, right? Instead of going to a thank you page, like, oh, thank you. Go ahead and check your inbox for this. First of all, can I just say, Max, why do we, why do we still have that? Why is that still something like, why do we have a success message that says, check your inbox? I feel like in this day and age, the way we've used the internet and, you know, we know we need to go check our inbox. I feel like if you have that thank you message, that's wasted real estate, right? Because domains, the internet, that's real estate, right? And you're wasting it. If you just say, go check your inbox. I know dang well I need to go check my inbox to get the freebie or to get the gated content or whatever you want to call it. So instead of going to a thank you page or something, immediately try to make a sale. So I have a tripwire. That's a low cost product. You know, the best customer is a repeat customer and the quicker you can turn someone into a customer, the better, right? You don't want an email list that's 
full of, I call them freebie seekers. They only want the freebie. That's what they're there for. They probably, you know, maybe they'll download the freebie, maybe not. After a couple months, they forget who you are. Those, those are terrible leads. You don't want an email list. I would rather have an email list of 300 people than an email list of 10,000 that they're never going to buy from me. You know, in order to offset that, do the tripwire. It's a low cost product. It's usually something, you know, like templates. I have swipe files, which are emails that I've already written that you can take and make your own. You know, I've seen finance bloggers with, you know, spreadsheets or something like that. You know, you sell it for maybe $7, $9 minus $22. I think about 27 is the highest you can probably go. I'm a business to business, right? So mine is a little more expensive. If you're a business to consumer, you might want to try a seven or a nine dollar price point, but it's just a very simple product. It gets them, you know, into a customer really quickly. You know, you can set up a simple sales page and it just turns them into a customer quickly so that, like I said, the best customer is a repeat customer. So when you offer, you know, something again, they're like, they're more likely to buy it because they bought within, you know, the first, let's say 10 minutes of knowing you. So what you said before about your gated content. So there is a current debate about should you gate your content or not? If you get your content, you might just get people signing up to your email list that just want the freebie and then they unsubscribe when you send your first email. Compared to if you don't have any gated content uh, and they sign up anyway, it shows that they're actually signing up for you. So what's your take on correctly strategizing the gated content uh, email marketing sign up initiative? Ooh, I'm so excited for this question. Thanks for asking. So this is where it gets fun. Um, to me, I don't do anything that's not fun. I think that's why I really love email marketing because it's. I don't want to say it's a game, but it's definitely a dance that we play with our subscribers, right? We want them, you know, we want to give away an, a lead magnet, gated content, you know, whatever. We need that email lead, right? We can't build a business without an audience. But you're right, you know, a lot of people, they'll just download the freebie and then they're out of there. And then you're you're left with this dead, heavy email list, which is, I could talk about that all day. But how I do it is, well, number one, the tripwire, like I said. So instead of sending them to a thank you page, you know, they just saw a sales page. Even if they did not buy, now they know you're a business, right? something clicks in them like, oh, this person sells things. And so right off the bat, they just know that. And there's something there's something to be said about that. I think it it's this psychology type of thing where someone says, you know, you can't see my arm right now, but I've got my, you know, hand on the back of my head. And you just flip the switch from I want to give you free stuff to, hey, I'm actually a business and sometimes I'm going to offer you things. And so the next time they get your email, they just know that it's just, you know, like I said, it's this psychological switch in their head. And so the second point I want to make is it's all in how you welcome them. So it's not enough to just get someone on your email list, send them the freebie, and then just email them again, you know, when you want to sell something or when you have a really good story to tell, you know, you need to stay top of mind. You need to send out a welcome sequence. And the way that I send out welcome sequences, and this is my freebie, I've already, I've written at this point, gosh, probably at least a hundred welcome sequences. So I have a swipe file that is this welcome sequence I'm going to 
share right now. So it's just four emails. And this is just the transition from, hey, you got my freebie to, hey, now we're friends and I'm going to keep emailing you. And these are the expectations of our relationship. My framework is first you have a follower, then you have a friend, and then you have a customer. So the welcome sequence helps you turn them from this new follower, right? This new email list lead into a friend because friends buy or people buy from people they trust and who do they trust? Their friends, right? But anyway, the first email is just that, you know, here's the gated content. Here's your freebie, your opt-in, whatever the heck you want to call it. And you just give a quick intro. This can be super simple. Hey, my name is Liz Wilcox. You know, here's your freebie. You've waited, you know, you've waited long enough to get your email marketing ish together. So here's the link. By the way, if you know nothing about me, it's that I'm still obsessed with the 90s, but I'm even more obsessed with email marketing. Talk to you later. See, that's like three sentences, right? The second email is your best content. So I know if you're listening, you're probably consider yourself a little bit of a content creator. So what's a piece that you really, you know, you really like, or, you know, shares a little bit about your personality, but also about your expertise? Put that in the second email. It doesn't have to be long. You don't have to put the whole shebang. You can link to a blog post or, you know, if it's on medium.com or LinkedIn, you know, wherever it is, just so they get a, they get a piece of like, oh, this is who Max is. This is who Sam is. This is Michelle, right? For me, I like to think I'm a bit of a jokester and I have a more casual vibe. So that's kind of the content I'm going to put in there. The third email is newsletter expectations. And this is where, if you're driving, this is where I want you to pull over and start taking notes. <laughs> and like I said, you can, you can have this. I've written it out and you can just copy mine. The third email is a newsletter expectation. And this is where I see a lot of people mess up. They don't tell people like, hey, my name's Max and this is how this relationship is going to go, right? They just kind of leave it up to the subscriber to get a feel for them. And that it's just not a good practice because people are distracted, right? You're not the only person in their inbox. So you need to tell them exactly why you're coming into their inbox, what they can expect, how you're going to help them, and you know why you're the one to help them. And so, and this is also, if you don't have a tripwire, this is where you tell them, I'm going to offer you free and paid advice. You know, I'm going to give you free and paid products, free and paid services, whatever your thing is. And that, again, like I said, that just flips the switch that says I'm a business, right? And if they don't like that, that's when they unsubscribe. And that might, you know, you might clench your chest. Oh, no, I don't want to unsubscribe. I worked so hard for my email list. You know, it took me so long to get to 100 or whatever. But you, do, you don't want people on your list that aren't going to buy. Again, that's real estate. And you don't, you don't want to fill, you know, you don't want to fill your house with tenants that aren't going to pay their rent, right? You know, you want them to unsubscribe if it doesn't feel right to them because they're never going to buy from you. And that's the whole point of email marketing is to sell to them. So, you know, in the newsletter expectations, again, you know, I offer free and paid products, you know, maybe, you know, my podcast comes out on Tuesday afternoons and I'm going to send you an email every Wednesday morning. That way they know exactly who Max is, what Max does, when they need to tune in for Max's podcast, you know, whatever the case is, right? And then the fourth email 
is just your your big why. This is where you share a little more about yourself. I'm Liz. I started my blog because I wanted to travel the country in an RV. Turns out I sucked at blogging, but I was really good at email marketing. So here I am. You know, whatever your whatever your little story is. And don't make this a thousand words, right? People aren't that invested in you yet, but this is where you can go into a little more detail about yourself. I recommend you send those, you know, day after day after day. So, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, one right after the other, because you don't want that email list of freebie seekers. You want some of these people to drop off. You want some of them to go cold or unsubscribe because you're trying to build that healthy email list that not only opens, but clicks and buys. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. A lot of people struggle with monetizing their email list. They just send content. They might have a small call to action at the bottom, but it goes back to what you said. You have to set expectations that you're not just an email newsletter that gives tips, that you are a business that needs customers to survive, right? Yes. And you can just say that you know, depending on your, my personality, I'll say right off the bat, like, I want to sell 20 of these this week. You know, I, and it's more, you know, I know the consumer is only getting more savvy. You can't just put a, you know, a timer on an email and say, there's only 15 left and you need to get it in the next three hours. If that's not true, don't do that. That's a terrible sales strategy. But you can't, you know, you can be honest. Like Max just said, I'm a business, I need customers, <laughs> like people will understand that. And, you know, you're, you're thinking of a side hustle, right? So why wouldn't m most of your subscribers, it's just, you know, it's kind of, you know, the way things are now, right? You, you kind of just, most people can't really survive just off their salary, they need a side hustle, or if they want to, you know, build wealth, they're considering a side hustle. So people get it. The customer, the consumer is savvy in that they know when you're being cheesy and, you know, inauthentic, but they also understand what it's like to, you know, they know that some people run online businesses and I think they're, you know, they're more adept to that. So we both agree that you should have some sort of product to sell as part of the uh, the Tripwire initiative that you you brought up earlier in this conversation. So what would be a good intro product to get people to buy if they are wanting to buy from you? Sure. So my favorite answer and your favorite answer, it depends. <laughs> uh, like I said, just something low cost. So let's just give mine as an example. So my freebie are those swipe files I talked about. It's those four emails I just went over, but it's all written out. What you do is, and it's just a Google Doc. Y'all keep it simple. Like just keep things simple. The more steps you take, the less likely you are to do it. So, you know, keep it simple. But anyway, the freebie is swipe files. So it's, hey, get these four emails. You're going to be able to go and, you know, take them, you know, take out whatever I'm talking about, put in what you talk about, you know, you've got a really good framework. And so my upsell, so that's for the welcome series. So my upsell is a, is another Google Doc, and it teaches you how to write a 20 minute newsletter. So that's the name of the product 20 minute newsletters, it's $22. And it will teach, you know, basically my sales pitch is great. Now you have this welcome sequence, but you still need to write your newsletter. How are you going to do that? Let me show you for 20 bucks. And so think about in your business, what are you giving away for free? What's your, 
ethical bribe, your lead magnet, your op- whatever you want to call it. And think about something that is just one more step. Like, great, now you have this. It's going to help you X. But I know you still need help with, you know, X plus one, right? It's just one step up. And that I would keep I would keep it simple. Like I said, like mine is just a Google Doc. It's an outline. I've got a couple videos in the Google Doc, like linked Loom videos that say, Oh, this is how I want you to use it. This is what I mean by this, you know, whatever. So any anything you can think of. So Max, let's workshop this right now. Do you have a tripwire? No, I don't. Okay, so what's your freebie? Do you have one? It was a resume LinkedIn optimizer checklist. So I have 10 tips on how to optimize your resume and then 10 tips on how to optimize your LinkedIn. So that was the freebie that I would have as part of my gated content when people signed up to my email list. Okay, cool. So what do you think the next step is for them? Like, what are they still missing? The next step would be for them to email me or contact me on LinkedIn to work with me directly. So that would have been my upsell. That would have been the main point because I'm a service business. So the intro gated content is to highlight my abilities in terms of what I can do for them. And then Mm -hmm. build that trust so then they would actually reach out and say, hey, Max, I really like that checklist. How much do you charge to work with me directly, right? So that's the ultimate goal or that was the ultimate goal. Okay, I'm trying to think because there is, I mean, there's definitely an upsell to the checklist. So tell me about, and if you don't have Max's freebie yet, definitely get it. So what's in the checklist? So after they, let's say they don't say, oh, I I automatically want to work with Max because I'm assuming your services are more than 20 bucks. So it's kind of a, a bigger leap from $0 to however much you charge. So what's something like that you could be in the middle? Because I think even as service providers, you should have a tripwire. You know, you're Your time is money and the more digital products you can create, the more time that you have to work with better clients. Because you're all right. I I don't charge services that are 20 bucks. So with that being said. (laughs) Oh, good, good, good. (laughs) Yeah, it'd be more about maybe doing like a quick intro service. For example, let's say for 50 bucks, you send me your resume and then I'll do a video recording or even just send notes on how to improve it. So that could be an intro service in terms of trying to get the potential email list subscriber to buy, right? So that could be something. Okay, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Kind of like a resume audit. Yeah, or even a LinkedIn audit, right? Oh, yeah, that's a good one. I would say even you could do a video training. I would upsell to a video training of maybe something that you know about LinkedIn that they don't. And it's just a quick, maybe a 20, 25 minute video training for 20 bucks that goes through and shows them, you know, like the best LinkedIn profiles or the best resumes and why they're good and how they can, I guess if they're updating their resume, that then, you know, they're going to want to start reaching out. So, you know, you also have a video training on where to find the best jobs on LinkedIn or how to network on LinkedIn or something. Ooh, that's a good one. See, we're doing this off the cuff, folks. (laughs) So maybe it's an up, you know, it's a download my checklist to update your LinkedIn and your resume. And then you've got a $20 product that shows people how to cold outreach to network on LinkedIn, something like that. 
Yeah, I actually like your video training idea because the the fifty dollar resume LinkedIn review. I still have to do the work, but the great thing about creating a good online product slash course is that it's scalable, so you don't always have to invest your own time. So I, I think going the video or course route would be the way to go in terms of scaling that intro offer. So then you can focus on the bigger clients that are willing to work with you directly, right? Yeah. So you would do the video training. Let's, you know, we charge 17 bucks for it, 19 bucks, whatever. And then the upsell to that on the side, now we're really getting into it. The upsell on that side would be the $50. I look at your thing and audit it. So, and then you potentially, before the person even downloads the freebie, you've potentially made, you know, almost $70. That's how the gated content works as long because, okay, so there's two, there's two camps. I need to build the no like trust factor. You know, I'm not going to sell them for a month because they need to know who Max is. And, you know, people like Liz said, people buy from people they trust. So I need to build that trust factor. And that's valid. But on the other other side, the other camp is this person is actively looking for a solution. And so I need to give it to them, right? They're actively, they're on Google, Pinterest, you know, wherever they found you. And they're actively typing in like how to improve my resume, you know, how to create an email list of buyers, whatever they typed in, whatever you do. And so why not present them with a paid solution right away so that they, you know, they associate max with you know he's the guy i you know i buy from him he knows his stuff you know liz is the woman for email marketing whatever it is and i tend to lean more in that camp of they're actively searching for a solution so why not offer it up front even if they don't buy remember you know you flip the switch for them you are a business and you know it just makes the pitch that much easier when you go to sell it again and again cuz you have to be consistent you've got to put in the PS, like, PS, don't forget about my 20-minute newsletters. PS, don't forget I offer to look at your resume for 50 bucks. You know, whatever the case is that you're selling. If they've already seen it, they're going to be, you know, less shocked, right? And they're not, they're not going to get that sticker shock or, you know, whatever you want to say. Now I'm getting riled up, Max. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Although we are getting ahead of ourselves and this is a good discussion, let's go back to the basics. Okay. <laughs> I get so excited. Thank you for wrangling me in. Yeah, it's because the, the thing is like when we were talking, the topic was how do you build your email list? And we haven't really even gotten into that. We got in like four or five, six steps ahead. So I, I want to just backtrack a bit and help our listeners strategize on how to build your email list from scratch. So how would someone who wants to start a side hustle build their email list from scratch? Okay, so... If you Google this, the answer is going to be get on Pinterest, do SEO, you know, things I'm sure you've already heard of. But for me, the biggest way to grow an email list, dot, 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 and grow an email list of people that are engaged, that actually like you, they're not freebie seekers, is to build a network of people that are doing the same thing as you. And I know that might sound a little counterintuitive. I don't want to, you know, team up with my competition. Won't we just have the same email list, whatever? Uh, you know, won't we be competing for the same buyers type of thing? But the reality in the online space is you get so much more 
if you have a mindset of collaboration over competition. Any email list that I've built three email lists from scratch now, and I do I do it all the same way. I find people that are doing just about the same thing as me or something very similar. They're in about the same, you know, if I'm a year in business, I want to find someone that's been in business for about a year, maybe a little less, maybe a little more. That's doing, doing something very similar to me. And what we do is we link swap, right? And it's not like an Instagram follow for follow type of thing. But I'm sharing your freebie, you're sharing mine, we're sharing in the newsletter, on social media, etc. And this does two things. Not only does it grow your email list, right? Because their email list, like I said, because they're doing something similar, is full of, you know, the best prospects for you. But number two is building your credibility. When people in your own space are sharing your stuff you know, people take note of that. Oh, wow. You know, because people will think, oh, that, you know, why is Pepsi sharing a Coca-Cola commercial type of, right? You know, on a much smaller level, obviously, but people take note of that. And, oh, if this person who talks about resumes is sharing, you know, other resume people, like they, they must be really good. I'm going to check them out. So it just works in that twofold. So that's the that's how I grow all my email lists. I just network with people. Hey, will you share this? I'll share, you know, I'll share something of yours and it just builds this list of people that actually are engaged in the industry you're in, right? They're on multiple lists. They're clearly actively searching for more content on that. Does that make sense? Let's backtrack it. Actually, you know what? Let's use me as an example. So yes. I'm a career coach slash resume writer. I've been doing it for one year. You want me to network with other people doing it for one year. Again, I, I don't have an email list right now. I'm from scratch. So you're saying, so I reach out to another career coach that's been in the game for a year. Say, hey, do you want to collaborate? I'll, I'll do a freebie and then I'll share your freebie on my LinkedIn like content strategy because again I don't have an email list so I can't share it with them so can can you like clarify on how the email list gets built like between me and this career coach I'm collaborating with yeah sure so if you have you know if you have zero people on your email list then you can suggest that you can suggest something else like hey I'm just building my email list I do have a freebie if you'd be willing to share it you know maybe I can come in to your LinkedIn group, your Facebook group, you know, whatever, and do a free training. Or you can say if they have a blog or if they're on Medium or, you know, something, can I come in and write a blog post for you and put my freebie in it? Something like that. Does that make more sense? Yeah, that makes more sense. And then you obviously discussed saying that the, that career coach would also do a call action to get people to sign up to my email list, right? Right, right. And, you know, as long as you're providing value, you have to brainstorm for yourself. Like, how can I provide value? You know, say you want to come in to, let's just say, oh, you know, how can I, how can I provide value to Liz's people, even though I don't have, you know, I don't have an email list to blast out Liz right? You know, maybe you can say, I'll mention you on my podcast, or, you know, 
I'll come in and do a free training and you, you know, you don't have to do anything. And now you've got this free one hour presentation, right? That's also valuable. Don't discount that. Even if you don't have an email list or a big email list right now, don't discount the fact that you're helping a content creator with content and, you know, you're saving them a lot of time, especially if you know what you're talking about. I'm sure, you know, and you've built a little bit of a relationship, they would have no problem with you coming in and sharing your presentation, your content, whatever. And, you know, the call to action being, hey, get on my list or get this freebie type of thing. So let's say I work with a career coach, say, hey, I'm starting a podcast now. Why don't I get you on the podcast, discuss a topic that you want. I'll promote it on my LinkedIn with X amount of followers. In exchange, can you promote my email list where I would send weekly content to my subscribers about new podcast episodes. So something like that would be a good exchange in terms of building a good business relationship. Yeah, totally. I think especially you can even call out, you're like, hey, it's a new podcast. Obviously, I don't have a lot of listeners. But you know, statistics show that when people discover a new podcast, they go back to the beginning. I don't know if that's true. You'd have to look it up. (laughs) Don't quote me. But you know, they go back and they listen to the first 10 episodes or you know, whatever, you know, and I'd like for you to be a part of that. And you know, I'm sure they'd be more than happy to share that podcast interview with their audience. Like I said, before we started recording, I'm going to send this out to my email list, I'm going to put it on social media, etc, etc. Because I think the easiest thing for people for other content creators to do is to just share each other's content. It can usually be a pretty simple ask. Great. And in terms of like email marketing and building the email list, what email marketing software do you recommend? There's obviously like MailChimp, Aweber, Constant Contact, AvertKit. I I can go on and on. So what's the email marketing software of choice for someone starting a side hustle and building an email list from scratch? Again, it depends, but I use ConvertKit. I think it's really simple. If you're trying to create a side hustle that, you know, is simple, you're not trying to be this seven-figure Amy Porterfield type of blogger. I think ConvertKit works really well. It's really simple to use. Their support, I've I've had great experience with their support, you know, if something doesn't work. And the best thing about ConvertKit right now is you can sell products directly through ConvertKit. So you don't even need something like Samcart or Thrivecart. That said, I don't, I've heard that MailChimp is getting better. But I don't, in general, don't really recommend it. But if you do have plans to really build this side hustle and you want to have, you know, all these advanced funnels and webinars and things like that, I would go with Active Campaign. Other than that, you know, Constant Contact, ConvertKit, you know, either one of those are fine. Even AWeber's okay. I don't think it matters as long as you get... Started. You know, the funny thing is uh, that you mentioned about Amy Porterfield is that she actually still uses ConvertKit. You know, I didn't I didn't know that. I don't follow her very closely. I imagine she has a hefty team to keep ConvertKit running for her because <laughs> she's got some really advanced stuff. So I, I wanted to end this conversation off with one last question. What's the foundation to set up all the proper tools for effective email capture? Honestly, use ConvertKit. That's my only tip. (laughs) It's super simple. If you have an email service provider, like I said, the more steps that you create for yourself, the less likely you are to do it. So if you get something like ConvertKit, it has the landing pages in it. 
It's very simple to set up that tripwire. Like I said, you know, you literally just copy and paste a link, get ConvertKit or something similar. You can click, you can literally click on landing pages. You can create a landing page. You can set it up where it links to your Google Doc, right? Remember, your freebie doesn't have to be this huge thing. Or it can link to, you know, a video, that training, whatever your freebie is. And just get going. Just put it in your blog posts, on your LinkedIn, however you you plan on capturing leads. Start sharing it with other people and just get going. I think my greatest piece of advice is the tech, you know, it can be it's very simple nowadays. Like people make money with email marketing. So the tech is very simple. But I think my biggest piece of advice is to just don't be afraid to share. You've set you've set up the tech, right? You've purchased the email service provider. Don't be afraid to share it on your own personal Facebook, your own personal Instagram. Hey, I'm doing this thing. Check it out. Uh, how I started my email list. So Max, you say you don't have anyone on your email list right now. How I started my my last email list was I put on Facebook like a picture of me or something and I said, "Hey, I'm I'm starting to teach people about email marketing and copywriting. It's coming in January, whatever. If you're interested, sign up for this list." And I had that convert kit landing page and I had over or almost 100 people in the first 3 days and that's a great way to start the list just on your personal Facebook or Instagram or whatever and just say like hey I'm starting this career coaching and resume writing whatever it is just click here to start and I think that is more valuable you know you can YouTube how to set up a landing page but not everyone shares their stuff with the people they know and that is so valuable because most people, you know, you never know when someone's going to be interested. So don't be afraid to share your own stuff with your own people. Great tips, Liz. I really appreciate it. How can people find you online and what are some initiatives that you're working on right now? Yeah, sure. So you can just find me at LizWilcox.com. And I'll just say it's a good thing we're stopping this recording soon because the leaf blower guy is walking by. I hope you can't hear him. <laughs> um, but you can just find me at LizWilcox.com for email marketing tips. If you go there, I talk a little bit more. I told you my framework was follower, friend, customer. Right there on the homepage, I explain that further. And you can get those email swipes, which will work for just about any industry. I've had lawyers use them. I've had bloggers use them. You know, lots of different people you can just take and make your own. On the homepage, there are actually five places right there at LizWalcock.com to sign up for my email list. So that's one final tip is on your homepage, if you have your website set up, put at least three to five times where to sign up for your list. Well, again, I really appreciate you spending some time with us to discuss email marketing. And I think this episode will really help a lot of the side hustlers out there grow an effective organic email list that not only resonates with the content, but also advise what they're trying to sell. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Max. And thanks for listening. What a jam-packed educational discussion with Liz on email marketing. I definitely learned a lot and it really debunked a lot of myths that I had about how email marketing works. And I wanna take a little bit of time right now to go through a few key points that resonated with me the most. The first point is, and the one that was shocking to me, is that Liz is making a full-time living out of an email list of about a thousand subscribers. 
I always thought that the bigger the email list, the better, but that's not the case. It's the better targeted email list, the better. She makes a great point that having tens of thousands of people on your email that only care about getting free information is not going to help you make an income for your business. Which leads me to my next point of introducing a tripwire. And a tripwire, as Liz mentioned, is a very low cost product to help your email list become buyers. A lot of people work hard for the money. So if you have a huge cost product, they might not be comfortable paying for it. But if you introduce them to something small, such as something under 20 bucks, and they like the value that you create, they're more likely to buy a higher end product that you're currently offering because they now trust you. This is more effective than constantly giving out free information or free PDFs because you don't know who is actually gonna buy your product or not because it's free, right? But by introducing a Tripwire low-cost product, you can see who is actually serious in buying products from your business. And the last point I wanna bring up is when you're starting your email list from scratch, the most effective way to generate high-quality emails for your email list is through collaborating with professionals in your industry that are a couple of years ahead of you. And as Liz said, that might be counterintuitive because you're collaborating with your competition. But again, no one can become successful on their own. And if you have something valuable that you can share with their audience, they are most likely going to return the favor and give you some value back. So reach out to people in your industry that have a business in your field and just work on creating ideas on how to generate an effective collaboration where you can both benefit. They benefit by you giving a different perspective and expertise for their audience, and you get some high quality email subscribers for your email list. Again, this is Chan with The Plan, the podcast. I'm your host, Max Chan. I post new episodes every Tuesday on all popular podcast platforms, such as Apple and Spotify. And you can also find me on LinkedIn where I post daily content on career advice, job search tips, and personal branding. That's it for me, and I'll see you next time.